0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet, Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Happy freaking fabulous Friday, everyone. Freaking fabulous Friday. I hope everyone had a fantastic week and you've got plans for relaxation and rest coming up over the weekend. So I'm gonna be catching a plane here pretty quick. So I'm gonna make this one short and sweet, but it's a little bit intense. Um, it seems like this whole week's daily doses have been a little intense. Um, had a mom. I'll give you guys just a quick overview. Had a mom who sent in a question about her teenage daughter. Teenage daughter, I think 16 years old. Hey, Kirsten from the Netherlands, and dad's that was out of town or something so they've got this rule where um, you know at night 8 30 9 o'clock mom collects the electronics all the electronics go into the into the Tina into their bedroom and that way the teen isn't on them all the time you know overnight you guys know that scenario so this particular night the teenager was not gonna give it up right she just decided not tonight not gonna do it so mom, you know, was had to, you know, kind of push through to, to get the stuff, and the team kind of wrestled with her a little bit, and then cussed her out, told her, called her a bunch of nasty words, and mom was trying to be really regulated and calm, and so just tried to de-escalate the situation the best she could. But she said her daughter was really intense, and it really scared her, really worried her. And then she's got a 16-month-old foster child. And the daughter was, was really threatened by that. And so I just want to talk to about that scenario because mom wasn't sure what to do in, in, that, in that kind of situation. And I know, this, you know those kind of situations flare up a lot of times with parents and they catch you by surprise. Here's what I'm going to suggest in a situation like that. Remember, it's always about the relationship. It's not about the behavior. If you've got a rule, and this is where limits come into play. But a lot of times the problem with limits is that we don't understand that the reason we fell with limits is because of our own guilt. And also the reason we set limits is to be able to teach our children how to regulate themselves. You don't set limits in order to punish. You set limits in order to teach your child how to regulate themselves. And so in a situation like this where the teenage daughter already knows what the limit is, the limit is 830 at night right and all of a sudden she's being resistant or defiant or whatever you want to call it best thing for you to do as a parent in that moment is to take some deep breaths look at her and say you know what everything's going to be okay you know what time we put the electronics away if you're thinking that tonight you don't want to do it I get it I'm beginning to think that probably 830 is too late but we'll deal with it later we'll deal with it when everyone's feeling better feeling calmer so you go ahead and do what you need to do But you know that 8.30 is when the electronics need to be put away and then walk away. End of question. No arguing. No cussing. No pushing. no, No real conflict to the relationship. No severing of the relationship. No parental overwhelm. But what you just did is you created a dynamic where you back up. You're removing yourself as the threat because in that moment in your child's eyes, you are the threat. And so you back away, you make the statement, again, non-threatening, back away, leave it alone. You've already set the limit. There are occasions when your children will get so stressed that they they can't abide by the limit. That tells you two things. Number one, it tells you that the limit you've got set may... Be too wide, it may be too broad of a limit, it may be too far, it may be too much time. Because the more time they're on it, and mom already said that, you know, when the child is on the electronics, she gets really stressed out and dysregulated, and I've explained that to you guys before, that's because children, when they're on electronics, all of their all of their brain chemistry is being maximized and optimized, puts them in a flow state, that's why they enjoy it, that's why they love it, that's why they crave it, and then when they get off of it, they go into a crash. So. That 8.30 may just be too long, but you don't want to create a, a conflict over that. You don't want to create an argument over that. And you certainly don't want to create a physical altercation. Now it's one thing if you back away and your child still, you know, they're elevated and they're stressed out and they're cussing or saying whatever, You've still already reinforced what the limit is. You've said the limit is 8:30. That's reinforcing the limit. That's all you need to do in that moment. And then what you do is you go away, you get yourself regulated, and then by removing the threat, what happens is now your child has to think about what they've done. They have to think about the limit that's been set. They have to think about the fact that they didn't abide by the limit. That's where their own guilt, that's where their own shame comes into place allowing children to feel guilty and ashamed is perfectly natural and normal it's when we start we try to make them feel guilty and ashamed that's when we create more stress that's when we create a threat that's when we create a problem but to set up a dynamic to where you can actually walk away and your child can feel some level of guilt and you you don't think they will because a lot of times especially if you're in in upset mode or if you're in survival you're like they're not they don't they don't care But actually they do, it's just that in the moment of survival they can't care. In the moment of feeling threatened, all they can do is think about surviving. They can't think about the limiter, they can't think about the fact that they just screwed up. But when you walk away after saying, you know what, I'm not gonna argue with you about it, you know it's 830, I know it's 830, it's 830, so I'm just gonna leave this alone, it's telling me it's probably too much for you to handle, we'll deal with it another time. And then you scoot away. That gives them the opportunity to have to process the situation nine times out of ten in about five minutes that child 's going to bring you those electronics because they know because now you 're setting limits effectively they know that if they get to eight thirty and they can 't give it up it 's too stressful for them, and you 're a responsible parent, so now you 're going to pull it back to eight twenty the next day or eight o 'clock the next day or seven forty five or seven thirty or seven o'clock you're gonna keep pulling that limit in until you can reach a level with your child to where they're not completely overwhelmed. And when you do that, that's creating so much of a learning opportunity, so much reinforcement, so much responsibility. It just starts to change the whole dynamic. Now, mom said one other really important thing and what that was is that her daughter is feeling really threatened by the 16 month old. Now that's important little piece to me because that tells me that this 16 year old child who's feeling threatened, by this 16 month old is regressing. I think, this is just what my gut tells me, mom, I think that there's probably some unresolved fear, stress, trauma between the time this child was born up to about 16 months old. Her physiology is matching up with the physiology of the six month old and there's something in that vibration that's causing her to regress. There's something in that vibration that's sending her back to a 16 month old. I really wanna encourage you, think about what may have happened with you, with your husband, with your daughter, around that 16 month mark. I think you're gonna find that there's some episode, some incident that she's still holding on to in the physiology of her body that the other child's presence is cause, causing her to stress and regress and then feeling some sibling rivalry because that's exactly what it is. Doesn't matter if she's 16, What matters is that she's stressing, she's regressing, and she's going all the way back to where she's on even par with that 16-month-old. So I really want you to analyze that, think about that, and maybe that opens up an opportunity for a conversation between you and your 16-year-old daughter, which can lead to a bunch of healing just by having that conversation. The other thing that you want to think about as well is that when, when children hit adolescence, Especially at 16, she's not a baby anymore, but there could be opportunities that she missed where she still wishes she was a baby, but then she's got this other part of her that wants to be an adult. You've got this part of her that you still see her as this baby, but this other part of you that knows she's becoming an adult. So there's this dynamic tension that gets created between parents and teenagers where, where everyone's really kind of confused. Don't miss the opportunity to keep nurturing your 16 year old. I know you said you hugged her from behind and she made sounds and rolled her eyes, that's okay. You keep nuzzling into her, you know, keep rubbing her hair and scratching her back and just keep telling her how much you love her. Just love on her. Don't let that prickly 16-year-old push you away. She just doesn't, she's just not sure quite how to receive it even though she wants it. It's just hard to receive because she feels like she's supposed to be an adult. Maybe she's not supposed to have that kind of affection for uh, for mom anymore. So don't miss those opportunities. So. That's it. I know that was a mouthful. You guys will have to listen to that again. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Have a great, freaking fabulous Friday. Big Papa loves you. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, in any given situation, you always have two choices. You can continue to react from the same imprints and blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Or you can stop. You can take three to ten deep breaths in any given moment and you can choose love because love is always available to us because perfect love and fear cannot coexist we'll see you guys on monday have a great weekend